Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Half Hour Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host Peter, joined as usual by Tom and Donny. How are you doing, Donny? Oh, I'm fine, thank you. Had better weeks. How are you doing, Tom? <laughs> I'm good, Peter. How are you? Not too bad at all. Right, we'll do our usual. We'll go back into our league top three, if I can find it first. This is some good news for Donny. He is sitting pretty still at the top. He extended his lead. He's now 865 points this week. He's now 227 overall. Melvino's still second. 32 points this week, 223 overall. And Theon is third, 27 points, and 2217 overall. That's a healthy 40-point lead built up for Donny, so that's something to build on for all the the last five fixtures of the season. Fingers crossed. Right, where am I? And also the Half Hour Fantasy Podcast Cup first round is in the bag. So how do we all get on? Donny, you get knocked out by up and coming star Muna Rambo. Thoughts? Oh, it is what it is. You know, you got to take your chances, and he certainly done that with his wild card and triple captain. So nah, fair play. Listen to the pod, engages actively on Twitter. So well done and, and good luck. Tom gets through a squeaky bum to use a triple threat with your father and a character called Jai Heron. One point in it between Jai Heron and you beat your dad on goal score. So how's your thoughts going next round? Yeah, it's going to be tough. It's not looking good so far. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll see what the split throws up. Fairy tale of the cup. And I snuck through with the lowest points scored to get through. If I played MD else, I've been knocked out. I just want to make a shout out to Hugh Wardrobe from the caravan who got knocked out with 84 points. If he'd have played empty elves in the draw, apart from Hoofball Pod Hamish, he'd have been through. That just shows you the, the luck in this. So we'll mourn the, the cup later, but we'll do the draw for the second round live at the end of the podcast. But anyway, I digress. Back into fantasy football matters. So this game week, I thought it was game week slash 32, 33, but also the app is just basically cut a week off the end of it by the looks of it, according to their tweets. So... This was game week 32, and next week we'll 33, and it'll finish at 37 rather than 38 because of that blank week at the start of the season. Right, anyway, so I will go first because I had the rules points this week. 32 points overall. I'm back to the tight 63rd, so it's like a yo-yo. 69 one week, 52nd last week, back to 63, and my points were as follows. Clark for two points and goals. Strain one point. Tavernier captain two. Fish two. Fitzwater one. Clapson nine. Moy one. Cantwell two. Morelos to Furuhashi vice captain one and Van Veen nine for a disappointing thirty two points. So I believe you're sitting second at the suit. Tom's let you go. What's your point score and rank? Uh, so my rank is twenty first. So I think that was a, a red arrow. 
Um, I got 40 points total. In goals, I had George for nothing. I had Egan Riley for one, Strain for one, Captain Tav two, and Devlin two. Uh, midfield was Kelly for two, Janelli 19, who's still flagged, uh, Cantwell two, Vice Captain Furuhashi for one, Van Veen for nine, um, and uh, the Duke for one. Okay, Don, over to you. So I scored 42 points uh, this week. It was George and goals for zero, Carter Vickers two, Captain Tav two. Cochrane 13, Pollock 7, Tillman 3, O'Hara 2, Cantwell 2, Nisbet 1, Kyogo Vice Captain 1, and Van Veen 9. So that's my 42. Global scorers 2281. I was 8th the last time we talked. I'm now down to 13th. So a red arrow for me too. Yeah, just one of those crazy weeks. I guess if you're on Hearts, you've done well. If you haven't, then you've kind of had a below par week. But we'll go on to that. So we'll go to the, the results of the game week. So we decided the kickoff, Hearts 6, Ross County 1, and then St. Mirren 0, Kilmarnock 2, St. John's 1, Hibs 1, Dungeon 2, Lewis 0, Celtic 1, Motherwell 0, sorry, Motherwell 1, and Sunday, Aberdeen 2, Rangers 0. So over to you, Tom. Okay, so we start off with the lunchtime kickoff, which was Hearts 6, Ross County 1. A um, few goals for Hearts. The first one was scored by Cochrane with an assist from Ginelli. Ginelli then scored with an assist from Devlin. Shanklin scored with an assist from Cochrane. Shanklin got a penalty. Ginelli scored with an assist from Cochrane. And then Shanklin scored again. Um, for Ross County, it was Awura Edwards um, that got the consolation goal. And that was a penalty. Uh, the obvious player in this game was probably Shanklin. He got a hat-trick. Um, he had seven shots, four of which were on target. And he also hit the woodwork as well, so it could have been four. Uh, Ginelli uh, wasn't far behind either. He had six shots with three shots on target and managed to bag himself a brace. Um, unfortunately, no clean sheep for Hearts, um, but Cochrane owners were well com- compensated um, with his haul of 13 points, so not too bad there. Um, I don't think we're going to see score lines like this now that the split's here, um, but Hearts do seem to be fired up. Uh, I kept Ginelli myself when I seen the, the lineups, and uh, I'm glad I did because he definitely saved my game week. Um, however, it, going ahead, it's perhaps maybe concerning not owning Shanklin, so I'll be interested to hear what, what you guys have got to say on that one. I'll come to you first, Danny. Yeah, so I've got Cochrane in my team, and he'd have actually been transferred out had he not been in the starting lineup because he's missed the last couple of games. So. Um, had they not conceded that late goal, I probably would have got through in the cup because he conceded the penalty and he lost a clean sheet. So um, I lost out on a few points there. But for Ross County, I think this is the team that will finish bottom. Um, they're struggling to score and they're starting to lose ground on the teams above them. So even in a bottom six situation, that's not going to be easy. Parts, I mean, it's a great result. Um, there were five losing games in a row so this is, will be a welcome win but again it was against the bottom team um, and they still couldn't keep a clean sheet so I would just watch um, they'll have their top six fixtures to contend with so if you do have Shanklin Janelli um, you're just going to have to watch there uh, I'll talk more about that later on I'm not ready to make the jump just yet uh, and as for Ross County I, I think just stay away from them I think Hearts there is value in Shanklin if you have them great keep them Getting to them might be difficult for teams because you've probably got other holes that you want to fix. Uh, and I'm sure the likes of Kyoko is going to come good uh, sooner or later. So that's just, you're going to have to see how that one pans out. But good result, but I wouldn't 
read too much into it because they've got a lot of harder games to come. Peter, come to you next. Yeah, Ross County, I think after watching that duel, a team is going to go down. I'd be very surprised now. We've been saying for weeks, avoid, avoid, avoid. I'd be very surprised if we get out of this situation they're in. It'd be a, a great escape for certainly. The thing with Hearts, I thought after the game was this was the, the worst team in the league. They won. They absolutely hammed them, fair enough. But now they're playing the top six teams and do I want a lump in with them? I'm still saying no. If they go out next week, well, the week after next, sorry, and Hammerhead, I've got the first round. Don't let us know that later in these dive. Then maybe, but as it stands, I'm still very wary of Hearts. Shankland's, yeah, good option, but there's other options out there still scoring goals and they can't keep a clean sheet. I am not impressed yet. If they go out and do well in the next game, fair enough, then I'll maybe start thinking about it, but I still think it's a... It's a 1-1 one, one out of 6, so I'm still on the avoid right now. Mm-hmm. Um, our next fixture then is Celtic 1, Motherwell 1. For Celtic, it was McGregor that scored with an assist from Iwata. For Motherwell, it was Van Veen with an assist from Slattery. Van Veen continues his great form. Um, he was the only player in this fixture to get more than a single shot on target, um, which is crazy when the, the opposition is an attacking, well, usually attacking Celtic, uh, who only collectively managed five. Uh, obviously, Celtic were missing Yota, missing Moy and Hitati. Um, so a little bit disjointed there. Starfell had a few chances um, from set pieces. He, he missed a, a few headed uh, opportunities there. Um, and there's also the factor of the, the semi-final as well. Uh, if they can beat Rangers on the weekend, then they're, they're potentially on for a, for a treble. So perhaps they were holding back and saving themselves now that the, the league is all but, but wrapped up. Um, Still, I wouldn't be getting rid of um, Celtic assets just yet. In terms of Motherwell, um, their momentum continues. Um, they, they still seem well motivated. And when you look at their um, post-split fixtures, um, everyone looks, each fixture looks great on paper. So um, previously for myself, I, I felt like a, a triple up would be a good move. And that's probably something I'm going to be working towards uh, now that the split's here and this fixture's out of the way. Um, Peter, what's your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I watched this on my phone, Flyleaf Abrell. I was away for life, kind of always text people, the phone's on the background. As uh, Braille, West End, nice place to go for a cocktail or a pint of cider, just a wee plug there. Feel free to send them <laughs> DMs and sponsor us. Uh, Murrell looked good again. I think Van Veen is in his great form. I mean, every time the ball dropped him, he was a menace. They were playing like a deep, like a deep tension, kind of long ball to Van Veen, and also the goal came through the same. Greg Taylor was left and rinsed inside out. It reminds me of that old, can you remember, there was a, I think it was a David Weir years ago where he was facing the wrong direction as a photo took. You know, like somebody's, I couldn't remember yeah. playing against, where there's a photo game with Greg Taylor and it's like it's paused and he's facing the total opposite way of Van Veen's <laughs> on the goal. So it's one of these, he's turned inside out, he put his weight one side, Van Veen clocked it another way, and that was it. Celtic did look light. Looked like they missed a few of their players, Jota, Hatati, for example. And I don't know, just me, it's maybe like, it was a kind of dress rehearsal for the semi final by playing two Hatati, by playing Iwata and McGregor against Motherwell at home. It seemed a bit strange. So that's only the reason I can maybe think why they both played in this formation. Didn't look at their best. I suppose you can't complain when they're in the league. Assets wise, Moy was benched again. So that's worrying going forward because he's still in my team. I think everybody else played, but I know Donny's at Carter's Vickers, he was an injury scare, but he came through at current scare, so he's fine. 
So I think it's just my case of if you get into those your team, you're looking to see the team line up for this weekend and then in injuries and another week before the next game after that for players come back. So it's just kind of keep your eyes and keep your eyes and ears peeled. Does that how it makes sense? Keep your eyes peeled and your ears open. Aye? There we go. That's right. Donnie, what's your opinion on this one? Yeah, so it's a bad day at the office um, for Celtic. However, they still came up smelling their roses come Sunday night. Um, no no value in terms of fantasy. You know, I doubt folk have got Mugu Gregor unless so what are no clean sheets. So, I think everyone's missed out uh, on the same points there. Van Veen, it's just, you know, can't stop him at the moment. And the bottom six fixtures are kind. I think he's a hold uh, for the rest of the season. Uh, Celtic wise, I've still got Jota and Kyogo um, and Carter Vickers. Ideally, I'd get rid of Carter Vickers because there's a lot of money being held up there and it's very little clean sheets coming off the back of it, but it's like everything else. You've probably got holes elsewhere, but those two I will keep. Um, Celtic can win the league uh, in their next game, so I think they'll go gun-ho there um, and then probably ease off towards the end of the season. So I know there's questions about um, old firm assets and stuff, so just be careful there. But um, yeah, nothing else to say about this game. Yep. Just on that top two settings with Donnie's and Carter Vickers, I think see if Celtic do win on Sunday. I think you see Carter Vickers out for the rest of the season with operation, so that's what yeah. they want to go forward on. I think I know Andrew's been quite coy about it and say, No, he's fine, fine, but there is an injury issue there, and I think with a lower league potential in the final if they get there, yeah. I, think, I think it won't be risked. If he wins the semi final, I think he'll be out for the rest of the season. That's my thoughts on it. Could be wrong, but that's what I think. Yep. Um, our next fixture then, we've got Dundee United 2, Livingston 0. For Dundee United, it was McGrath that scored with an assist from Harks, and then Fletcher scored the second with an assist from Fotheringham. Um, Fletcher and McGrath still seem to uh, be the source of, of goals uh, in the resurgent Dundee United's team here. Um, they are in a position of safety at the minute in 10th. Uh, how, however, there's still a lot of work to be done to, to maintain that. Um, there's not a lot in the bo- between the bottom four, so um, there's going to be a, a scrap possibly towards the end of this to, to the end of the season to the last game week. Um, in terms of Livingston, um, they finished seventh um, before the split, and I think that this is a team that's firmly on the beach. Uh, they had a single shot on target, which came from Shinny, <coughs> and that left Dundee United's defence untested. Um, in terms of clean sheets, I'm not too sure they'll come in abundance for for, for either team, as there's a, a lot of teams, as we said, that are going to be sh- uh, scrapping for survival. So um, I'm not too sure about investing in the defence, but I like McGrath, I like Fletcher. Um, they've been fairly consistent over the past few game weeks. Uh, I'll come with you first this time, Peter, what do you reckon? Yep, and you called it last week, Tom McGrath. Or that was Donnie's... Is that Donnie's differential? Yeah. Sorry, Donnie called yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, finally, Goodwin's got a tune in them, three wins and shots. So I think they're a team you could be targeting in the last five because you look like they're in form. I'm going to go, in fact, I'll just go Livingston first. Livingston do look on the beach. Uh, there's a lot of players out of contract into the season. So I think there's a lot of players now going to be wanting to seal their moves elsewhere and not risk themselves too much. I read online, Martinville said they're going to have to shorten their budget again next year. So again, he's going to have to work with his first ring. He's been tighter. So I don't know if that's maybe demoralising for himself as well as the players. So I'm not saying Tarek will miss them because you know they have, they have to beat and they will come up with a result. But 
I wouldn't be lumping on him, and I maybe think they're safe enough, they're not going to get down. I'm not going to say, oh, they're hell, go for it. I think I would be targeting the teams at Pulawison who have got something to play for, because I think they are on the beach. Dungeon United, I think you should be going for maybe one or two players if you can, if they're going to stick this way. BH Tom, you always kind of cried him out before. Good left mm-hmm. back, attacking full, attacking going forward, he's good. I think it will probably be hard to have McGrath and Fletcher team because we've got players there already. We've made Messi play before. But if you want to be different, go for a punt, try to play fast and loose and get yourself the, your minor league tables or up the rankings, then why not? Yep. What's your thoughts, Donny? Yeah, I think credit where credit's due for Dundee United. It's three wins in a row um, after a patchy start under Jim Goodwin. So I think you have to admire the job that he's done there. Uh, nine points uh, from bottom of the league is, is quite a lot. So um, I think they have done well. McGrath, as I say, mentioned him last week. He did come off injured, um, so just keep an eye on that one. Um, I guess in some way it makes Fletcher more attractive because he would probably be on penalties in McGrath's absence. But those two are the only real standouts um, from that team. Um, it's whether you want to take a punt. Um, it's up to you. Livingston, I mentioned it last week. They're a one and three, one and four team. I think in the last five games, you might get one clean sheet um, out of that team, but probably very little else, and certainly no other value uh, in the rest of the in the rest of the squad. So, yeah, Dundee United keeping up their good form. Livingston, it'll be gutted to missed out in the top six, but. As Peter said, I think that's them checked out now. So if you've got a player, put him on the bench, but I wouldn't go looking um, if you're trying to find a, a cheap asset to stay away. Mm-hmm. Um, next fixture then, um, we've got St. Johnston 1, Hibs 1. For St. Johnston, it was Stevie May that scored with an assist from Witherspoon. For Hibs, it was Lewis Stevenson with an assist from Ewan. Um, also to note there that uh, Jago got a, a red card in the, the 48th minute. Um, Hibbs' form still poor. I know, I know they got a, a win against Hearts last week, but Hearts were fairly uninspiring up until, until this game week, so not a lot to shout about. Um, Ellie Ewan is still getting returns, um, but I think there is uh, still better options available in that um, striker role. Um, we're kind of spoilt for choice now that Shanklin's uh, seems to be more of an option again. Um, the rest of Hibbs are, are in a void for me. Um, as are St Johnston as a whole. Um, Stevie May had some form. He bagged a goal in this game. Um, but again, much like the situation with Ewan, there's much better striker options out there without having to opt for, for him. Um, neither de- de- neither defences are providing anything either. And again, uh, it's an avoid. Like Egan Riley, um, his days are numbered in my team. He's probably top target for, for going. Um what about yourself, Donny? What would you reckon about Hibs? Uh, top six, they're going to have some hard fixtures and not really any standouts. Uh, that being said, I did take in Nisbet this week for Miofsky, so that pretty much tells you how my game week went. Uh, just no luck. Uh, as far as St. John's are concerned, probably a good result for them. United and Killy both won, um, so it's just keeping them ahead uh, of the pack down there. Um Hebs would have been more disappointed not to made anything else out of the game. They'll probably feel hard done by with the red card. But I think what we saw from Shinny the week before, I'm not really sure they can have much to argue about. It's just one of those ones where the follow-through uh, looks nasty. Um, to say, Nisbet was a, a one-week punt. 
looking at the fixtures that are coming. I might just keep him in there um, and see how he gets on. But St. Johnston are hard avoid. Hibs, again, I wouldn't really be looking to load up. If you have them, fair enough, but it's not a team that I'm desperately leaning towards at this moment in time. Yep. Peter? Yeah, pretty much the same, same, same as Donny. St. John's had the had avoid. They got their point here, so I suppose they can take that and run. I can see them probably take another, maybe one or two points, probably just enough to get themselves away from it and stay out of it. Uh, Hibs, I kind of fear for them in a the split because I think they're going to play a lot of teams and I don't really see them getting much points I really don't so I know this was a punt Ewan returns every so often but I just think there's better value out there we mentioned Motherwell before and Dun United now and I might go on to another team the next game I think but uh, there's not much in both these teams I'd be happy to hang my hat on going forward um, next one then, we've got St Mirren 0, Kilmarnock 2. Um, for Kilmarnock, it was Liam Donnelly that scored with an assist from Vassell, and then Deutsch scored the second with an assist from Danny Armstrong. Um, Kelly had a point to prove after their, their dismal display against Celtic. Uh, they did create the most chances. I was quite surprised at St Mirren's performance, given they were at home and they were trying for top six. Um, I expected at least a, a draw from them. Um, but given the way the, the results fell for, for Hibbs and Livingston, um, the finished top half anyway, so it worked out well for them in the in the end. But um, I was expecting more, uh, given O'Hara's form and stuff as well. Um, for Kilmarnock, uh, the relegation dogfight is, is on. Um, I, I don't know if I would start investing Kilmarnock just yet. Um, we need to kind of see which players will start consistently returning. Um, I know Danny Armstrong has had form previously this season, but if he is just chipping in with the odd assist, then um, I think there's perhaps better midfield options elsewhere. Um, but Kilmanach are perhaps a, a team to, to keep an eye on, given that the, there's definitely something to play for and they've managed to produce a result uh, away from home here. Peter, I'll come to you first this time. Yep, yeah, uh, Simon, kind of slightly disappointed performance. I've watched a lot of highlights this game, actually, and, uh, I thought they'd be more up for it, considering the top six was at stake. They could be a team now that falls under the whole uh, underreach mentality, so we'll see in the, ne- the next game week. If they're there now, and I, I suppose they might not be challenging for Europe, but he did say after the game, the manager, that they've worked hard all season at this one result, as this performance, he can allow because he worked so hard the rest of the results. So hopefully this is one-off, there's still value there. With Marmot, Donny's get to earlier on. I think that makes them viable a wee bit more. There's other players you mentioned, there's other teams, but they've got three home games. Is that right, Donny, in the split? Ooh. I'll we'll get to them. Right. I think they've got three home games. Yeah. Right. Uh, Livingston at home, St. Johnston yeah. at home, right. and Ross County so at home. They're actually pretty decent at home. The record's all right. So three home games at home, they're starting to play for. So it's, if you want to be differential, you want to take points, it could be something to look, look at. I mean, I'm strong to stand out player, but everybody's going to maybe hit him, so I don't know what his uh, ownership is, but I think I'm, I'm looking forward to watching the, the dog fight for the bottom, even though Sky Sports isn't coming on any of these games, but we going forward, but on you go. <laughs> Donnie, um, anything to add there? I mean, it was a surprising result. Um, Kilmarnock's first away win uh, of the season, uh, so I don't think anyone would have predicted that. 
I doubt anyone made points from the game because, let's face it, we've all got St. Men in defence, uh, possibly midfield. So um, it's just one of those game weeks. St. Men, we talk about Strain and O'Hara. They're still holds for me, but they're probably the first players I would look at if I am needing to make changes. Uh, obviously, Strain's going to have matches against Rangers, Celtic, Aberdeen, Hearts. Um, I don't think it's such a, a bad prospect. So um, they'll be lucky if they get one clean sheet out of those games so if I'm looking to make changes they'll probably be the first players that I, I look at I just I never trust the bottom six teams they, they're there for the reason um, if you were to take a punt I think you have to go for the likes of um, Taylor at the back um, you might get a clean sheet and a goal out of uh, Armstrong has been popping up Vassell is a name that I've seen um, quite regularly in the last few weeks that could be a differential but they're all going to be punts um, so it's it's a risk whether you want to do that or not. It's up to you. But um, so Mirren, happy to be in the top six. Outside chance of Europe, I guess they'll all take points off of each other. But um, it's certainly been a good season for them overall. Yep. And our final fixture then, we've got Aberdeen 2, Rangers 0. Uh, goals came from Scales and then Miofsky with an assist from Claxon. Uh, it feels like Claxon seems to get an assist every game week. He's He's, he's doing well. Um, ticking along nicely. Um, there was nothing for Duke, but uh, Miofsky owners, it was their time to, to shine when he, he got the goal. And uh, another clean sheet for Aberdeen too. Um, their uh, their defensive form recently has been been excellent. I, I kind of thought they would struggle with clean sheets after last game week, obviously coming up against Rangers and then going into the split. Um, but after this performance, I, I may be proved wrong and that might not be the case, so I think the options of Roos and Pollock and maybe even Skills now is um, still on the table. Uh, for Rangers, um, you could argue the same thing as we did for Celtic, they, they may be holding back for the semi-final. Um, I'll probably stick with Tav, i got Cantwell in, um, but I don't think I'll be looking to add a third Rangers uh, player until after um, Celtic play Rangers. But we'll, we'll come to that when we're discussing the, the split fixtures. Um, I wonder if they will kind of take their, their, their foot off the gas um, and just see out the season, um, obviously excluding that game against Celtic. Um, something, something to consider. But um, Beal obviously has his own his own goals and they'll be pushing for um, results towards the end of the season to try and end on a high. Um, I'll come to you first, Donny. What's your thoughts on the, the Rangers squad? Right, strap yourselves in. I'm still not over this result. <laughs> okay, so let's get on to it. First home win over Rangers in seven years. That's back in a time when I was still in my 30s and had most of my hair. <laughs> so well done. Oh, wait, sorry, what's that? Oh, I thought it was the open top bus going past. Uh, yeah, congratulations to Aberdeen winning their cup final for the season against a team they say don't exist. So, yeah, well done. Given the mood in the city right now, I would just have my whole squad Aberdeen players because they believe they're world beaters at the moment. So just one eleven, go Aberdeen. Um, you'll be fine. In the real fantasy world, however, I think there is a shout to have three Aberdeen players um, across the park. I think from a defensive point of view, you can have the goalkeeper, you can have the defenders. The only point I would, note I would say about Scales is he would miss the Celtic game. So you, you don't get four matches out of that. Um, in the middle, Clarkson, uh, he loves a game against Rangers, like the rest of them. 
Uh, and up front, Duke from Miofsky, you're just going to have to go with a coin toss there. It's been Duke relatively recently, but Miofsky popped up. Um, they will play Rangers and Celtic, um, but the other three games um, will all be competitive. Um, so I think if they want to finish um, th- third, um, then they're going to have a good chance there. Uh, they're on form. Um, and I do believe that they will finish in third place. Rangers on the flip side, uh, I have my concerns defensively. Without Goldson, we're in a bit of a train wreck. Um, if you're on the double, you probably would want to ease off um, as far as that's concerned. I've got Cantwell and Tillman. not sure if that works as a duo. Um, when it comes together, it's good. When it doesn't, you're probably hamstrung. So Tav... Tillman or Cantwell, I would say there. Um, and as a differential, it probably would be somebody like Morelos. Um, but you're going to have games like this, maybe games against Celtic where he doesn't feature. So it's a tricky one. It's just a team that has run its course. Uh, the cycle ended probably when we won the league and we should have shipped a lot of these guys out. We've tried to keep it going and it's not worked. Combined with bad injuries, um, it's just been disappointing. Um, keep an eye on the semi-final. Obviously, looking hopefully to win it. But if we don't, <clears throat> then obviously everything's gone for the season. And I would expect Beal to start making changes, you know, setting the squad up for what he thinks will work next season. So, again, look at the fixtures, look at the early team news, and make your changes from there. Uh, it's a tough one to take, but uh, the good news is I might be in my fifties before that happens again. So, fingers crossed. <laughs> Well, what about you, Peter? What's your thoughts? Nothing to add. Now I'm like it, man. That was, <laughs> that, that was digging me all time. Well done. <laughs> uh, I didn't expect that. I thought Rangers would have been right up for it after uh, they dropped points on Saturday. So I wrote on what you said. You expected a draw. You texted the chat. Yeah, I did, yes. dropped. Uh, I think Aberdeen was just on it. I think as we can say they were definitely on it. They've been playing well. I think your shout for three Aberdeen players is a valid one because I think they were pushing for Europe. I know they started Rangers and then they finished at Celtic. So... Depends how much he's trusting them. You can use best trick first game. But they three games they three games in the middle. And the three games I think Aberdeen you can target for other teams. I think they will be right on it. I don't see any reason why you think they would not take the victory over St. Mern, Hibs and Hearts. So that's me. Rangers going forward. I think I made a bit what Tom said, a bit of the keeping ourselves prepared for the semi, but I would if they do get beat on Sunday, then I think If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. 
For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Think there could be a lot of players with their heads down and beach time for the end of the season. So it is one to watch and going forward. And like Donny said, if they're out and they're not to play for, we might start just playing players who are going to play for next season. So you might see players who normally play just all of a sudden out the window. So it's something to watch for. For example, I've got Morelos, but if it's not to play for, will he keep playing Morelos? Will he go for another player up front? That's nobody else. <laughs> oh, no, no, but he might, he might just put Sakala in. I don't know, he might try something different yeah. because his players are going to be there next season. So it's just what he watch, watch the team use. And also speaking, may have a big impact on how the rest of the season goes for Celtic and Rangers, so team-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, just to conclude then, we've got our top 10 for the game week. Um, coming at number one was Shankland with 25 points, Janelli with 19, uh, Liam Scales got 13, as did Cochran. Um, Callum McGregor got 11, Mayovsky got 11, uh, Danny Armstrong and Liam Donnelly at uh, Kilmarnock uh, both got 10. Stephen Fletcher got 10 and uh, Clarkson at Aberdeen got 9. Um, that is zero goalkeepers, two defenders, five mids and three forwards. Anything to note there? Just yeah. if you were on hearts, I think you've, you've made your money there. Um, mm-hmm. Me taking out Miofsky for Nisbet's cost me 10 points, so that's a sore one. But uh, this is it. It was very much a, a week of those who have and those who have not. So if you got your red arrow, it's because you had no hearts. And if you got your green arrow, it's because you had your hearts assets in the right time. Yep, yep. If you touch, there you go. If you locked out, and then some of the players may stay there, like, like Gregor, for example. There's not many people on him as a third chill mm-hmm. option. So I think it is, as I can testify, I think we all could this this week, kind of the points from quite low that we didn't have much heart, so we paid the paid the price. Yep, that's us. All right, Donald, for you, you're going to take us through a dive of the split. So- yes, so the fixtures came out about 11 o'clock, so I've quickly pulled together um, who's playing who, and, and I'll go over the, the top six and then the bottom six. I'll not read through every single game week who's playing, um, it's available online. I'll retweet it um, once I come off and you just can have a look. But the first games, um, I'll certainly talk through. So if we look at the top six, 
Um, we've got Celtic have their next league game away to Hearts, um, so that's where they can win the league. Um, Hibs are at home to St Mirren, and Rangers have got a rematch against Aberdeen, so that'll be an interesting one there. So some of the things that I've seen for the, the final few games is that Hearts game for Celtic, um, I think is a, a big target for me. Uh, Celtic want to win the league in style. Um, they usually do well against Hearts, um, I've still got triple captain, so that's one that I will be eyeing up um, in terms of Celtic going big. Rangers, as I say, they'll be able to get uh, revenge on Aberdeen straight away, fingers crossed. Um, obviously, they'll have the cup semi-final and then that, and then they'll have Celtic again. So it could be a visible month for me, for me um, or it could be good. We'll just have to wait and see. I think you can both tell how I feel right now that I've not got high hopes. Um Aberdeen, if they do want to finish third, they're going to have to do it the hard way because they've got Rangers away, Celtic away and Hearts away. Um, So they're going to have to get some points out of those matches. The Celtic away match is the last game of the season. Um, They might have a chance there. Celtic will probably be um, away by then, you'd think. But the, the Hearts game will be a key one. Uh, Hearts have got a tough fixture coming up. They'll obviously host Celtic in that first game week. So if you do have Janelli and Shanklin from the previous game week, you'll need to decide whether you're going to hold on those um, with a visit of Celtic. So just be careful there. Um, Hibs have got a tough run in. They play St Mirren, um, first of all, and then they go on a run of Aberdeen away, Rangers, Celtic, both at home, and then Hearts away. So... As much as we're talking kindly about Hibs, those fixtures just don't really go in their favour. And as for St Mirren, I think they'll just be happy to be in the, the top six. Um, they've got trips to Celtic and Aberdeen before Rangers at home, so they don't even have a good run um, after the Hibs game. So they'll probably just stay clear of those. So overall, I would target Celtic in the Hearts game. Uh, maybe cool off because you'll have the old firm and then after that you do see team news um, for the last four Celtic games but I think they will heavily rotate Aberdeen, Hibs and Hearts they should all be competitive fixtures so just take your pick based on how the form is going I favour Aberdeen uh, they have a run of three games without Rangers, two of which are at home uh, so I think there's definite value there and St Mirren, I would just avoid. So that's the top six in a nutshell. Peter, any thoughts on that one? Uh, yep, I think I like the Aberdeen thing in the middle. And also what I would say is if Hearts still in Europe with a chance in the last game of the season against Hibs at home, I think that would be a pretty decent, uh, nice punt for the last game. I mean, if Hearts have got to win to get through to Europe, Um, so in terms of the, the top six, obviously Hearts have had a, uh, a good result there, but they're obviously they're, they're playing Celtic. They're at home, so there is the, the opportunity there to perhaps capitalise on Celtic's defence, who have been a little bit leaky. So even then, if you're bringing in Shanklin, you, you might still get a goal or a penalty or something there. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, for, for Hibs, I'm not really convinced by their form. And as Peter said, with, in terms of St Mirren, um, they may well be on the, on the beach a bit now. Um, Aberdeen's the the form team, so those those guys are probably be targeting. 
However, they're away to Rangers, and Rangers um, may want to, to to seek revenge after that result there. So um, I'd maybe start loading up on Aberdeen after this game week, um, perhaps looking at Claxon or uh, the, the defence. Um, other than that, I'd say that's probably me for the top six. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I would. That's be my approach. It'll all go on for him. I mean, if Rangers, God forbid, lose the semi-final and then Aberdeen come down and steal a result, then Aberdeen will be bouncing and there's no reason why they can't take those games. But fingers crossed Rangers win all those games and uh, put the silencers on them. So looking at the bottom six, again, I'll just go down um, as it is in the table. So we've got Livingston, first of all. Uh, they should have an easy ride in the bottom six. Uh, however, they've only got two home games. And it's probably against the two most informed teams uh, in the league. So it's hard to get excited. If you have a Livingston defender, you could hold on to him. I think, as I said before, you may get one clean sheet out of those fixtures, but not much else. Motherwell, it's the team that we've ranted on for a few weeks now. And we're hoping that they remain competitive um, in the bottom six. I think they do have generous um, fixtures, three home games for the bottom three teams. Um, should should give them uh, confidence uh, and fingers crossed that they are competitive matches. St Johnson, um, they face two of the tougher teams first up. Um, both games are at home, however, so whilst it's, they're not an immediate risk of relegation, if they fail to take points here um, and results go the other way, they could quickly find themselves in trouble. Dundee United, um, we've talked about the three wins in a row, easily the, the most informed team in the bottom six. They have two home games against Ross County and Killy, um, probably two of the worst teams uh, in the league. Um, so they'll be looking to to get something from there. Uh, as I said, from a United point of view, I'd be happy to hold a United player um, for the last five games. Kilmarnock, well, they've got three home games. So that's certainly fixtures that would favour them. Uh, that's uh, St Johnston and Ross County um, are two of those games. So that'll be ones that they are looking to target. Uh, to stay in the division. Uh, however, as I mentioned before, it's not a team that I'm looking to back uh, in terms of my fans football team. The Ross County, they're currently the bottom side in the league. Um, they've only got two home games and tough away trips to Dundee United and Motherwell. Uh, Kelly as well. I think they're the team that will finish bottom and I think they would struggle to come back up um, losing their finances um, as a SPFL team overall I think Motherwell and Dundee United really float my boat they don't play each other till game week 37 so you've got a, a clear run before they actually come against each other Livingston if you've got a defender then yeah you might still get value the rest of the teams are all targets I, as I said before I don't like the bottom six because they are teams that are bad on form uh, and results can go um, against a team very quickly uh, Peter, thoughts on the bottom six? Yep, well covered. I would still back Motherwell. I think if Motherwell, if Kettle was an LL, they would be a bottom six team. But they are. I think they've played for the end of the season. They've got players in form, Van Veen. So I'd still triple up them. And I've got a sneaky wee punt for Dungeon United and Kilmarnock. The rest, I probably wouldn't even bother getting anywhere near. And Tom, anything in the bottom six takes your fancy? Um. Just to say it was Peter, um, Motherwell and Dundee United are probably the, the two teams to target. 
in terms of bringing in their players. Kilmarnock, now, uh, Kilmarnock obviously did well away at St Mirren there. Um, they're away to Motherwell. So if they can show some promise in that fixture, uh, the game after that, they're at home to Livingston, then at home to St Johnston, and then we'll finish the season at home to Ross County. Um, so uh, if there's players that start to stand out, then um, I could I could be persuaded to jump on those guys. Plus, by the last game of the season, Ross County could be gone, and Kamara could be fighting for 11th or 10th position. So it's yeah again it's something to watch week to week and where the situation lands. Where as Donny mentions teams in form and how positional wise for Europe or relegation goes. Okay. Well done, Don. That was excellent. Yep. So we'll move on to a couple of questions, then we'll do the cup draw. So, first question was from Ewan Gold. It's at EG255. So he's got a wildcard. So he questions, initial thoughts on a wildcard team post-split. Also, we can see how you look to structure teams after the split. Go big in the best of the bottom, or stick six, or stick with top six players in better teams. So we've kind of really covered most of that through the pod. So, Don, if you had a wildcard, how would you be kind of roughly structuring it? I'd still have three Rangers, three Celtic, um, potentially two or three Aberdeen. So already that takes you to nine. <coughs> I'd have a United in there, a couple of Motherwell in there, yeah. Shankland in there. That's that's oh, it's almost your full quota, uh, and just run with that. And then if I see any team either in form or out of form, just make changes there. But I wouldn't be making massive overhauls. I mean, we don't have wild cards and I think my team's pretty well set up. Apart from my St. Mirren assets, um, I've got pretty much the, the players that I would want. But I think, although we've talked about rotation and Rangers and Celtic, you know, things will be settled within the next week. I still think they're the two best teams in the league. They've got deep enough squads um, that you can have your regular picks week in, week out, and I don't think they'd be at risk of rotation. But as I say, Aberdeen, United, Motherwell, Hearts to a certain extent, um, all going to offer value. So that's what I'd be looking at. Tom, how would you structure yourself in a wild card if you had one? Um, I don't know if I'd triple up on Celtic and Rangers. Um, Celtic away at Hearts, Rangers at home to Aberdeen, who they struggled against this weekend and then they play each other so um, for the wild card um, I'd maybe go two from each and then at least you can try and um, load up load them up onto the bench for when they play each other um, and then triple up for the final three fixtures uh, and then use the wild card to, to try and target those player, uh, teams that we'd, we just mentioned when we're kind of breaking down the, the top six and bottom six there yeah, I'm kind of similar, but the way I kind of do it, I'd still have three industry Celtic because when they play each other in game week two, you've got Aberdeen at home at Hibs, so you could have your treble and your team there playing, and your mother all awaits in Johnson, which I find more strongly there, so you could easily flip the team out and all have one player or two playing for each team and the rest bench wise. I'd be happy to go with three Celtic, three Rangers, three Motherwell, there's nine into it already, maybe two Aberdeen, and then, like you say, we mentioned Chatham potentially. A command up to any player. And then what we do is use my transfers from the wildcard almost just to like watch how it's all played out and use your yep. transfers accordingly to get yourself into the best position of players playing for teams who are still starting to play for. Because if you do go into if, if you do go into game week three and Don says you do see Celtic team news for all the fixtures after the second one. So if you start rotating players, you can start selling these players out and bring players out to start to play for by this point. And then you can 
obviously of value in the issue at this point, you should be able to do that. Right, next question. Silent Bats wrote, why can't I see Fulgham with the app? I can't manage my team. I think we've recovered. No, we have covered that, yeah, we're not. The, it'll go back into my teams after the split fixtures are in the app, is that right? Yeah, that's right. The the app was obviously they didn't know how the fixtures were going to pan out. It's not updated yet. I was in having a quick look, but they'll get it fixed pretty quickly. So you should be able to see the teams how you you're used to seeing them. They are there in the my results section, um, yeah, so you can see your points and stuff. You've got two weeks. I'm sure they'll have it set up, sorted, and then you'll be able to foot about your team after that. And last up is from John Cameron as at Cami thirty seven rotation risk for Celtic slash Rangers to do large squad size and nothing to play for giving squad game time uh, bloody youth etc also dropping need motivation a la Celtic Motherwell very high for me so I don't think there'll be any issues with motivation for these first two games Celtic Rangers because Rangers weren't very Celtic well in the league I don't have any mo- I don't have any risk of motivation in the second game because they play each other it's that game onwards. So, I wouldn't be making any moves the first two games, and then it's a game, it's looking at team news and taking it for their third game onwards. What's your thoughts on that, Donny? Yeah, I agree. I mean, even somebody like Tav might not be a, a fixture-proof come that third game week. Um, you could easily see him being rested, but likes of him, uh, Cantwell, Raskin, obviously Beal players, um, they're probably going to play every game. Celtic, you know, somebody like McGregor who scored last game week, probably pen him in and um, playing every week. So, as I say, with the way the fixtures are panning out, Celtic here are going to have four out of the five games early team news, and Rangers are going to have three out of the five uh, early team news. So, there's enough data there that you should be able to make your changes accordingly. But as Tom said, you could just set up with two and two and uh, go that way, but I think with three and three, it allows you to then take out and punt, punt elsewhere, depending on what you see. Well, thoughts on the rotation risk, Rangers? Yeah, I agree with yourself. I don't think it's going to be impact us until after the, the play each other. And um, then at that point, I mean, we're already kind of seeing it sell like just now with uh, Kyogo coming off at half time in favour of O oh, to play forty five minutes. Um, some of these guys need need a bit of game time. Um, the wingers, with Yota being out, some wingers have had a chance to get some game time just now, so that might not be a big an impact. Um, or the potential is just to get through that uh, Celtic Rangers game and then just wrap some of these players that are maybe carrying a knock or an injury, just wrap them up in cotton wool for the rest of the season. So something to keep an eye on. But as Donny said, um, we're going to get a lot of early team news, so definitely set your alarms for that. Right, so Donny's best of fixtures, not in the app yet. So before we go to the cup draw, you know the first round of fixtures, captain, vice captain, transfers, thoughts. Donny, couple of you've kind of alluded you might be using a triple captain, so what's your thoughts? Uh, transfers, I'm not so sure. Um, I, I, I'll wait for the app to update, wait and see how the fixtures look on my, on my phone and if there is any injuries by the time we get there. So transfers, I'll put a hold on. Uh, captain, vice captain. I've still got Tav and Kyogo. That seems to be what I, I choose every week. But with Rangers playing Aberdeen, do I want to go Tav? You know, we've been pretty fragile at the back. I'm not sure. This would probably be my best chance to play triple captain Kyogo away to Hearts. As I say, they would want to um, really stamp their authority in that game. My only concern is you don't see team use. So if I'm playing a triple captain and it goes all wrong, 
um, blow up in my face. So I'll wait till the end of the time. It's Tav Kyogo now, um, which might change to a triple captain Kyogo, and um, if I'm feeling lucky. Tom, your thoughts on transfers, triple captain, base captain? I know it's two weeks away, but just initial thoughts. Um, in terms of transfer, yeah, I did. I did see Egan Riley's for the chop, but they're at home to to Saint Mirren, who potentially could be on the beach. Um, I've still got Kelly in midfield at Livingston, so he could make way for um, McGrath if McGrath is is still uh, an option if he's not injured. Um, Egan Riley could go for um, Max Johnson at Motherwell. Uh, Spittles, another midfield option. Obviously, we talked about uh, the Motherwell triple up there as well, so that could be an option there as well. I, I'd agree with, with Donny, Captain Tab doesn't look too appealing just now. Um, so you could go with Kyogo, where there is the option of um, you know, po- po- possible assists and, and bonus there as well. I, I, I do kind of worry that he gets taken off early, that's the, that's the only thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we've already seen it um, at Kilmarnock when he came off for O. So it's a tough one this week. Um, I think Vice probably Van Veen, given the, the goal threat. He's on form. Um, nice fixture as well. Captaincy, not sure about. Maybe Kyogo. Yep, uh, captaincy, vice captain. Yeah, uh, I do think Tavernier still home Aberdeen. I think they'll do a penalty. Vice captain. <laughs> Vice captain Van V potentially. I know it, I still think Fio could score a goal, but it's like minutes managed again. It depends. I mean, if if they, if they do run right to win the league, he could be involved in all the goals. So it's just something yeah. to watch near the time. Transfer. I mean, I've got a Livingston defender in there. Yeah, ready him. Who do they bring in? They bring in. See, I don't know. It's a tricky one. It is a tricky fixture this week. Does roll the transfer? Look how the team looks out. Let's do see that. How your fixtures look out and roll it for week two when then Aberdeen's available and then Mullen's got St Johnson. Aberdeen's at home. So Luke Landers and I can maybe shift the team about and change it because we'll have the kick off for that game again. Rangers Celtic. So yeah. for example, if Morelis has dropped or Catmill's dropped, then I can shift it then. So I think I'm leaning towards rolling if the fixtures look okay when I see it as on the app. Yeah. And then take that for game week two going onwards. I think that's what we do. Right, so we'll finish with the cup draw then, right? So let me do a couple of keep here. Twenty-four names in the in the cup. Uh so obviously you can tell it's not a, an even number I mentioned last week. So it'll be twelve winners and there'll be four lucky losers. So at the end of the next game week, the four teams out with the highest point score will get into the last sixteen. And then for the owners, that's a straight sixteen eight four two to the winner. Uh this is the last random draw. The next draw will be done on the computer then. It's a said last week. Team number one plus team number two plus team number three for 2016. You know you're out to the final and how you're going to get there you need to beat. So who wants to do home game? Who wants to do home teams this week? Oh, Tom, you can do the home teams. Okay. And you got pen and paper ready? Oh, good yep. to go. Right, so again, the same as last week. I've got 28 names. You pick a number twice. I'll just go to the number underneath it and mark it off so that way there's no kind of Still on the podcast. So, Tom, you can go first. Give me a name and number. Or not name, the number even. Uh, 24. 
is Barracuda, last year's champion of the Cup and the Fantasy League. Uh, 14. Is Ewan RFC 83? 18. Sutty Show. Number two. John Easton. Uh, 13. Is FPL General. Number nine. Scoosh 2605. Uh, 21. Peter 92. 19. Is Moana Rambo. Uh, Donnie's proxy. Uh, 5. Swig 31. 12. Me, Pedro. <laughs> uh, number 3. O'Burn, 89. Uh, number 10. Tom. Number 16. Football Pod Scobie. Number 23. Liam Murphy, 79. Uh, number 1. Fitpapod, John. Number four. Hoofball pod, Ben. Eleven. Ash name, 88. Number 22. Josh Mack, underscore, 05. Eight. Beyond the Pale 20 Cami 37 15 Hoofball Pod Hewitt Number 6 Hoofball Pod Hamish Apparently Hoofball Pods 7 Andy Penman and that should leave 17. And that is Gavin, 383-22101. Perhaps Gavin, we'll learn what's his name. There you go. That's the draw 24. I'll put that online later. And like I said, the four lucky losers will get in the last 16, and then that'll be online. So we'll know no any podcast next week because it is a cup game, so not the cover. So any tweets we'll be doing online, whatever. And the week after that, I'm in holiday. So unless you want to man up do it yourself, so you make another week. Because I'm in Valletta, so I'm not going back to do the podcasting time. Not standing up, so it's fine. We'll miss a week out then. I'll just take questions <laughs> online. I don't know. None of you want to take up the mantle. If the Rangers day. lose, they'll, they'll be talking about that for another <laughs> week in a row. So. Right, okay. So again, I'll keep this updated. And there's no podcast. Obviously, I'll still update the cup and I will keep it tech online. I'll still have my Trusted Twitter, hopefully it works on the later more and I can still update things. So that is us. So before we go, guys, get your outro. Yeah, your outro. Plugs are even. Donny. I am at FFS underscore Donny. Tom. And I'm at FFS underscore Skill. And I'm Fantasy Hat. So we'll see you next week. Alright, we'll see you next week. Bye bye. Bye bye.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.